Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Across the Park podcast. It's another episode of our um, preview, our opposition preview. We've got Wolfie from Forest Fan TV. Wolfie, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to be on. Hope you're well and dealing with this cold, mate, but it's freezing. I'm not too bad. I, 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 had, I had a heat blast on about half an hour ago, so I'm not as cold as yep. you. I'm, I'm trying my best to keep that balance between being comfortable and being skint. Yeah, uh, it's a tough balance, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It is, it absolutely is, and it? it's probably similar to the club, really. We're in a similar position, whether yeah. you know, staying up or being skimp, but we'll get into that in a moment. But again, as I, uh, I su- suggested before we came on, Wolfie, this this, this particular episode is about yourselves. Everton fans will be tuning in to see or to hear what, what we can expect from Steve Cooper's Nottingham Forest team. Now, before we get into, I guess, you know, the game at the weekend, just talk to me a little bit about the general feeling around the club. Um how are you feeling about the start you've made to the season? Is it meeting your expectations or otherwise? It, it's a roller coaster, mate. It's always a roller coaster when you're a Forest fan. It's like you see signs where you think, you know what, this could be a comfortable mid-table team. You see signs where you think, could we, could we push towards Europe? And then you see signs of, if it wasn't for the teams that came up being so crap, would we be in a realistic relegation battle? It's it's one of those ones, mate. Honestly, it's week by week. My mood is up. My mood is down. Um, it just depends on what's going on. But to answer the actual question, where where do I feel Forest currently are? I'd say we're below par on where we should be. Um, we've dropped a lot of points from winning positions. I think in total eleven. I think only Burnley have dropped more points than us from winning positions. Wow. We we are developing. Again, we've signed another six million players as I keep getting memes and bantered on. And, on all the socials but there are quality in those players and the signings this summer have been a a lot more thought about than they were maybe the previous summer where we were looking to bolster out into a premier league squad so overall i'm i'll be straight with you i always am i'm not that happy with where we are i think we're six maybe even seven points behind where we should be um but it's all a process isn't it absolutely yeah absolutely um, and, and again, I, I think I'm probably um, representative of a lot of the neutral fans out there who probably looked at Forest last year and, and thought maybe there's a bit of a scattergun approach to recruitment here. Yeah. I think it's spot on, and I think Coops said that himself that he, you know, he need, they needed numbers more than anything else last year. You got those numbers in, and I think you probably had the opportunity this summer to be a little bit more careful in your approach. I think signings like Anthony Alanga will be. Very good long-term signings. You know, he's an exciting player, but I think there's a lot more to come from players like him. And, you know, Steve Cooper's got a track record of developing young players, and I think you will get, you know, some some fairly decent uh, value out of those signings like that. What What's the, uh, you know, you said you th- you feel it's been slightly under par, um, and, and you've, you've, you've referenced the dropping points from winning positions. Where, where yeah. does the frustration lie with, with those 
results? Is it the players? Is it the manager? Is it a little bit of both? Is it just the project? For me, it's it's more so. Personally, me, I think it's the manager. Um, I'm pretty sure 95% of the fan base will disagree with me, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just think that his tactics and his setup are too negative in terms of in-game management. I'll give you the example of Brighton last week. We go 1-0 up after three minutes and Brighton looked shaky. Rather than really go at them, try and get a second goal, we just dropped off them. We played deeper and deeper and you felt eventually they were going to get a chance that was going to go into the net. Whereas I feel you score early, go for them. Have a go at it. Absolutely. And they were depleted. They had a lot of injuries, Brighton did. And we've seen that time and time again this season. You go back to even Man United, you know, they're rocky this year. We go 2-0 up against them in four minutes or five Mm. minutes, whatever it was. And then you just felt that eventually they were going to work their way back in because we did exactly the same thing and dropped off. So it almost feels like, as weird as it sounds, I don't want Forrest to score early anymore. It, it just, because I know what's going to come. There's going to be this, this negative approach to the game. And that's where my frustration lies, because I see the strength in the team. I mean, we've, we've signed people like Sangare. You know, this is a player that Liverpool were after. Arsenal were linked to him last summer. You know, and Forrest were able to get him, and for a good price. And I just feel that the style needs to develop, develop more rather than just being this low-block counter-attacking team. I want mm. to see more than 30% possession, you know, um, yeah. home and away. Well, not necessarily away, but more so at home. And I just feel like at the moment with Cooper's setup, <clears throat> excuse me, he likes to play against, quote unquote, a bigger team. Because as an underdog, you are expected to set up in that, this counter-attacking approach, hit him on a quick break with some with some pacey wingers, etc. For me, my big frustration is when we're playing the lower level teams, your Lutons, your Burnleys, etc., where you're expected to win or expected yeah. to be on the front foot. He struggles to break those kind of teams down. And these are the teams that you need to be picking up three points against, especially mm-hmm. at home. We blew a two-goal lead against Luton due to some yeah. really poor substitutions. Burnley won all. We just about beat Sheffield United in the last minute. So, yeah, I'm I'm frustrated. A lot of people say to me, calm down. Uh, it's only our second year in the Premier League. But, you know, I remember the good old days as well, you know. And I know the Premier League isn't what it used to be. But as a fan, I feel I'm entitled to it. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and, and I've got a, got a lot of sympathy, I think, for the, the way you feel. Um, we, we, had, we had a similar period under, under David Moyes where we mm. felt at times we were under, you know, we were, it, it, David Moyes seemed to relish that underdog tag and, and seemed to yep. enjoy sitting back and soaking it up and, and having very little possession and, you know, getting a last minute winner or getting a winner with five minutes to go. Um, what I would say about that is as time, as time went on, I think when, once we got three, four seasons in, we did start to pick up more results once, we'd had a consistent group of players that had got used yeah. to that system. I think when you're turning over players, you've got players who are kind of, like Sangari, for example, I'm sure he's an ambitious forward-thinking player who wants to play on yeah. the front foot. But then he's probably got six or seven players around who are going, whoa, steady on, just just drop in here. So I think it takes time to develop that consistency that I guess you're probably um, striving for or hoping for. Um, 
But it, n- nevertheless, it doesn't make it any less frustrating in the short term when you feel you've got players that are capable of playing on the front foot, beating a team 2-3-4-0, you know, or beating weaker teams 2-3-4-0. But when the, the style of football doesn't really allow for that, it, it, it can, can be tearing your hair out. It, it, you're spot on, mate. And, and I know I know I'm impatient and I know I need to have more patience as well. But I think patient comes with what you see on the pitch. Mm-hmm. If I can see the identity developing, yeah, and, and I'll grant it, it is better than the style of football we were playing last year. But I still expect a couple more paces forward in terms of where I think we should be. And it's all subjective at the end of the day. There's fans who will be happy with finishing 17th this year. I wouldn't be. I would see that as regression. Um, but there's also the expectations of the owner. The owner has come out a couple of times now, and he says he wants to be pushing for top 10. Now, is he as deluded as me? Maybe. But at the end of the day, it's his wallet and it's his money that's gone into the club. And uh, who's to tell him that he can't have what he expects? You know, So it, it's an interesting time at Forest. There is, there is a lot of, um, y- you know... Doubt in the air currently about what's happening with Cooper after the Brighton game. He's been, he's, we've had an article come out saying that he's being backed by the owner currently. But football is a results-based business, as the old cliche goes. And and who knows? Who knows what happens? You know, um, this evening, Saturday night, if the result doesn't go away or if it goes our way, it's that's part of what makes football interesting. Mate, isn't it? It's it's so unpredictable. Yeah, absolutely. And and I posed that question, I think, before we come on, is is where do you think um, Steve Cooper's progress sits in the estimation of the owners? And, and you've almost answered that question there. I think Steve Cooper saying his job's safe for now, you know, probably tells you all you need to know. I think, yeah. I, I believe, and I think, you look, you know, you have to look at some of the sound bites from the owners. They, they believe that they should be pushing on. They probably believe they should be at the, you know, starting to have extended runs in the cup competitions, and, and they probably want to. They're probably starting to crave that that success and and almost the return on their you know their investments in mm-hmm. the short term. Staying in the Premier League, I think last season was, I believe, the objective. Last season was just yeah. let's stay in the league. But but I think you're right. I think if 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 Forest was to start to flirt with relegation more actively, obviously our points deduction has helped everyone in that in that respect. But I think if you were to start to drop closer to that relegation zone, I would suggest that the owners are probably be putting that finger over the trigger. Yeah, I kind of, I do agree with most of what you're saying, but I do think it's an unusual season with three really weak teams coming up. I almost feel like to you, you judge yourself on the other 17 teams. So if you are somewhere in between that 17th to 15th position, then you are at the lower end of the scale in terms of the Premier League. Yeah, no disrespect to any of those three teams. I mean, Luton, to me, they remind me of a lot of us from last season, the way they're kind of fighting and scrapping some results out. Lucky, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you would know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so would we. I mean, we dropped two. Let's not talk about Luton. But, yeah, yeah, so I I think that being in a relegation fight, uh, sorry, avoiding a relegation fight may not be enough for Cooper. Because mm-hmm. in those positions, I think it's too low. I think it's too low, definitely, for what Maranakis expects. If mm-hmm. Forest were to be like a Crystal Palace this year, you know, traditionally a 12th team, don't they, on average finish, and just mm-hmm. have a, a stress-free season as a taker, I think that would be fine for the owner and then push on from that next year. 
But I think this next week is huge for both Cooper and Forrest because we've got yourselves and we've got Fulham midweek and then Wolves the weekend after that. I don't see any changes happening after the game on Saturday unless something silly happens like you tonk us four or five nil because there's too many games and I think it would disrupt um, the planning for those next two games coming up. You can't you can't get a manager in the next day on Sunday or Monday and then expect that everyone to be ready and bought into his philosophy come Wednesday. So I think Cooper's got these next three games and hopefully yeah. we just go to WWW and uh, everything's you know hunky dory and back to normal but it is a, if it's starting to feel like a huge week for Nottingham Forest this week yeah i agree i mean i, di- I didn't realize those are the three fixtures and i, I talk a lot when we're previewing games and on our podcast about certain fixtures being like yardsticks for your team in terms yeah. of you know if you beat or get beat by these teams or the manner of the the, the defeats or victories where you actually sit in that you know in that i mean the league table generally doesn't lie However, yeah. you know, at this stage of the season, it might be somewhat um, not reflective of, you know, the, the, the teams themselves. But I think those fixtures for me, if you can take two wins out of those three or more, then you're probably looking at a season where you do sit above 14th and maybe do start to get closer to that top half. But conversely, I think if you only earn one of the three, then it could be the other way around. And, and I guess I think, well, I, I guess if, if you only earn one of those three, the owners will probably be more leaning towards well, we need to make a change here. Yeah, thanks for making me more nervous than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Um, anyway, go on, go just, on. Just one point, joking aside, I feel it's the first time this season where we've got a run of fixtures where you wouldn't say Forest are favourites in all of them, but you would mm-hmm. say they were winnable games. Um, and this is why I think it's pivotal because at home... We'll talk about, obviously, the game in a second, but we should have at least a chance of winning that. Fulham aren't having a great season now that they've lost their one-man team, Mitrovic. And Wolves, I mean, we'll probably get a penalty in the 93rd minute just to really annoy Gary O'Neill. So, yeah. you never know. They're winnable games um, in this one. But, uh, yeah, it's a big week, mate. Completely agree. So, moving on to Saturday night then. Um, any any again, any again changes? Talk, talk to us a little bit about the way that you know, Steve Cooper generally sets up his teams and, and who the key men in, you mentioned Sangari, obviously, but who the key men are that make that team tick. And I guess the last question, which you've almost answered already, is how you expect you guys to approach it in terms of you're going to come out and, and, and play or, or is it going to be a bit more cagey? So uh, normally this season, I mean, traditionally, Steve Cooper likes a uh, 5-2-1-2 formation. That tends to be his favorite. I hate a three at the back formation, but he has switched. And that I am, you know, pleased with him about into a four back. So now he sets up in more of a 4-3-3 formation. The, the one thing that we know for sure is the strongest midfield that he likes is Sangare, Mangala and Dominguez. That seems to be his preferred midfield three. Now, Sangare on the international break came back with a virus. He wasn't able to play against Brighton. He hasn't been, he hasn't like hit the ground running um, in terms of, you know, blowing the fans away. But we noticed him missing um, at the weekend. We didn't have any control whatsoever in that midfield. So I'm not sure if he's fit. He's going to be quite pivotal to that midfield. But then at the back, we're we're getting a bit consistent in the selection. We recruited a lot of defenders and Cooper's been chopping and changing between them to to find the best combination. At the moment, he's um, kind of set on Nia Carte and Murillo. 
And Murillo, for me, is one of the signings of the transfer window. This youngster, Brazilian, he's um, an absolute baller on the ball. He can progress the ball out the back. His shoulders are as wide as a motorway. You know, he's huge. And um, I, I'll be surprised if he's at Forest for too long. I really will. He's he's that good. There's already talks that people are looking at him and everything. So he, he's been brilliant. And then we've got Einar, a guy we picked up for free, who plays both right and left back. And no one had heard of him. Um, he'd come in. He'd been at, I think, um, Fulham before. And where I think it was West Ham or Chelsea. Yeah. I'm going off the top of my head. But Did we picked him up. Sorry? He was in Italy as well, wasn't he? Is that the same one? Uh, I think he, he floated around a bit. Yeah, he floated yeah. around a bit. He, he, we picked him up from France on a free, but he's pacey, he's quick, he's good going forward, good defending. So he's one that I've been really impressed with. And um, our big problem at the moment, mate, though, is up front because Taiwo's injured, Taiwo Awani. And we have Chris Wood as backup. And, you know, your mates from across the road, Origi, as well. So, and he's been terrible. Yeah, he's, he's been terrible. But you must be aware of Origi's records against Everton because it's it's exceptional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would actually start him this weekend. He's not been given a run. I'm certain he will start this weekend. I've got no doubt about him. Steve Cooper, uh, uh, as well as anyone, will know how much Evertonians hate Hate him, and and it, it will put the fear of God into our fans if we see his name on the team sheet. Believe me. I hope you're right, but Cooper, the hierarchy goes with us: Taiwo, Wood, and then um, Divock. So I think Chris Wood will still start, but Chris Wood's okay. lack of pace screws up our counter-attacking style because yeah. with Taiwo, he's quick as well as built like a unit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Chris Wood, man, I, I've seen locomotives Stop. fire up. Honestly. So, yeah. And then you'll probably have Morgan Gibbs-White playing on the right and then Alanga on the left. However, Morgan Gibbs-White is being played out of position. I yeah, want yeah. him more in the 10. Yeah. I feel he's not Dominguez as effective. Playing as the 10. Sorry? Dominguez been playing as the 10. Yeah, he's kind of been playing that advanced eight, that box-to-box -box eight being pushed up into there. He's got a great pass on him. He's had a bit of... Yeah, he, he started off really hot, and then he's he made a mistake against West Ham uh, that gifted Paqueta that first goal. I feel it's knocked him back a little bit because he wasn't that effective against Brighton. But I'd still expect him to start. And then, obviously, we've got Danilo, who's who's trying to push in to that team, but he would he'd probably be taking Dominguez's position because they're quite similar in their style. But yeah, that, and that's what I mean. Overall, when I talk about it, I think, you know what? We've got a decent team. We're just, we're just missing. Yeah. When Taiwo's not in, we haven't got that firepower. Um, so that's what worries me about the game this weekend is, can we get those those goals if we get a counter-attack, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I was gonna, I mean, it, yeah, the, the, you go through that side and there is some very talented players and I can certainly understand. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of when we were previewing our away game at West Ham a few weeks ago. Mm. The West Ham fans had the same kind of criticisms of, you know, you've got the likes of Paquetta and whatever. You want. They're just not really getting much out of those attacking players and, and they're being asked to tuck in and sit back and it's very yeah. cagey. It's very, you know, very, very conservative in the approach. And when you talk about some of the... You know, the Morgan Gibbs-White, again, who's being put out wise when you want him in the number 10. There's a lot of impact they could be having, isn't it, going the other way? And they're probably spending most of the time just blocking 
blocking passes and, and blocking lines. I think that's a great comparison. Forest and Ever uh, Forest and West Ham, sorry, play styles are very similar. Very similar. Mm. You could probably argue they've got slightly more talent in certain mm. positions than Forest do, but when you look at it kind of um in a comparison, it's not a bad one to have at all. The play styles are very similar between Moyes and Cooper, in my opinion. Yeah, and you've you've got like they play Antonio the same way you play Tyro as well, like kind yeah. of running the channels, yeah. stretching the opposition. Yeah, early um, in a bit, yeah. I mean, I would I would take the same results as we got at the at the at West Ham. I you would. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting tactically because again, we, we we very much done a job on West Ham in the way they approached the game. They were kind of wanting us wanting to bring us onto them, and we didn't really play ball with them. Um, but it was probably one of the easier games we've had away from home this season. West Ham didn't really lay a glove on us. Um, mm. And I, again, I'm hoping the same, but I, I, I've got a feeling that I've got a feeling, and again, I don't know if it'll work in your favour or not. That Cooper will try and play on the on the front foot against us and try and get out and, and, and make a bit of a statement, but we will see. Um, just for, just for reference, by the way, and so the the um, the Evertonians who are watching don't think I'm, I've lost the plot a little bit. I used to work with Steve Cooper in, in coaching days, so that's why I referred to him as Coops early on. I wasn't like. Yeah, it wasn't I wasn't taking a nickname from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. I, I think, and, and this is probably the next question I was going to ask you, and, and it's a question we commonly asked. We asked the Palace um, fan the other week. Where do you see Everton versus Forest? So again, we, you believe you should or should be 13, 14. Would you say going into this weekend, and certainly in general, you see yourselves as being a notch above Everton now and, and, and it's a game really and a team that you should should be beating at home? Um, not really. If I'm being honest, I think Forrest and Everton will end up within a place or two of each other. Who's above, who's below, I don't know. Obviously, you've had your 10 points taken off. I still don't see that as a major factor, if I'm being honest with you. I think that'll get reduced down to six and I still see you probably being somewhere near us. Um, because of that, maybe we'll finish a place or two above you. Had, had you taken that out, you know, and it was a level playing field, I probably would see you finishing maybe a place ahead of Forest. I'm not sure. But I just think that in terms of, if you like, there's like mini leagues, isn't there, within within the Premier League. And I think Everton are in there with Forest and a couple of other teams in that That's bracket. Um, you could kick on. I've got to say, I've been impressed with you guys, even when you were losing early on, I'm, I was looking, I was watching the matches thinking, have you not scored? Yeah. Some, some of the chances is just yeah. unbelievable. And I think, you know, having Calvert-Lewin back is good, but I think Decore, man, Decore, who is playing in that more advanced role, isn't he? In almost the 10 position. I think yeah. he, I, I've written him off, a, you know, a while back. And obviously yeah. you got Jimmy Garner, who we all love. Um, mm. at Forest, he's starting to develop into a player. What, a player. what a player! He's a great player, great passer mm. of the ball. Um, good eye, um, can take a dead ball as well. I was, I'll, I'll tell you what, I was very quite, I was questioning a lot when Sean Dyche was playing him out on the right and sometimes at right yeah. back, right wing back, just yeah. square pegs round hole scenario again. 100%. And uh, I think Anana kicked on at the, so far this season. He's been out though, isn't he? I don't know if he's back for this one. Yeah, the way you were describing Sangare was a, a little bit like Anana. Yeah. You, you miss yeah. him a lot when he's not there. 
And at mm. times you, you're a little bit underwhelmed by maybe his contribution, but then his legs, his energy, his athleticism, when yeah. he's not in that midfield, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Is he out still for this week? He should be back. He, should be back. he was um, He was a doubt. He was a, I mean, we thought he might be in the squad last week for Man United. And I I believe Dyche has probably made a call to say, let's just give him one, one more week. Um, the worst is that he'll, be, that he'll be back for the weekend. So that, that'll be an interesting battle in there. I think there's... I think the two midfields, I believe that's where the game will be lost and won. Um, the turnovers in play in terms of both of us will be looking to counter-attack. And I think whoever can turn over the most in midfield in, in their favour, I think we'll, we'll probably get the upper hand. Our, our kind of forward players, if you had Taiwo in there, it would be a very similar kind of dynamic of the front three. We've got McNeil's not, not the quickest. Harrison's mm. a lot quicker. Calvert-Lewin's obviously got a lot of pace as well. Um, but we, I think it's a very, I think the two teams that if you're saying that you're not playing a, you know, you're playing more of a back four, I think it'll be a very interesting, you know, tactical battle between the, the two sides. And I, I believe in terms of starting 11, I think the quality is very, very similar out there as well. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I agree. I, I feel this this one's one of the hardest ones to call for me so far this season. Not that my predictions have been any good. I'll tell you that off the bat, right? Hey. Hey. Just feel you could see all three scenarios happen. You could see a Forest win. You could see a draw. You could see Everton winning. You know, it, it's a tough one to call. I think something that may work in your favor is that bloody Sean Dyche seems to be at every Forest match. Um, <laughs> even when Everton are playing somehow he's 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 still in the sand he's got a season ticket or whatever there yeah, but, he's a, he, wasn't he a, he's a forest player wasn't he Deitch? yeah yeah for a little bit yeah, yeah back in the day yeah I believe yeah, I believe and Liverpool fans believe he was a Liverpool fan but I believe he, he was a forest fan as well as as well as player that's what I'm yeah. told he's and he's obviously got um you know the forest boys around him as well so it's oh, um so that oh, does yeah. worry me a little that does worry me a little that he's kind of, you know, he knows how we play. He's seen enough of us to know. Mm. Um, and then you look back at the two games last season. I think we should have beat you at Goodison if it wasn't yeah. for some stupid defending in the last right. minute or two. And then even at the city ground, I mean, Shelby gave away an atrocious penalty. Mm. Um, it, it, they've been tough games and I don't expect it to be any different on Saturday, yeah. mate. And I'm crapping myself. I really am. I mean, it, it's one of them for us at the moment with the whole points deduction looming over us. The dynamic of all these games has changed so much. I think had that deduction not been made, and I agree with you, by the way, I do think that they'll probably knock a few points off that. Mm. But that said, as we stand at the moment, we're going into this game now thinking we can't afford to lose. Whereas mm. it would have been a bit more, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a free hit. But I think the players would have been coming into this game thinking, well, you know what? We can probably go there and win. But now I think there's probably a little bit of a lingering fear that we probably can't afford to let the likes of yourselves pull too far away. Um, so I think there may be a bit more of a cagey approach to it than, than there would have been. Yeah, I, I get that. And I think there's there's a lot riding on both sides because as bad as those three teams that have come up are, it's all well and good. Everyone thinking Everton is going to get out of trouble. Um, with the deductions, you have to go and do that. And the longer you leave it, the more pressure will build up. So for me, if you were an Evertonian, you'd be looking at this thinking, because you've got a few hard matches coming up after this one, haven't you? I think... Got a tough, tough Christmas period as well. Or yeah. Up to Christmas, definitely. 
I think your, your quote unquote easier games or your more winnable games are your away games. Yeah. And I would say, funnily enough, I think you've played better away from home than you have at home this season. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, I, which is weird because Goodison is usually a tough ground to go to. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, and I, I think that might turn slightly in the future, in, in the sense that the whole points deduction has galvanised the club as a whole. And it's the first time mm. in a while where almost the fans have got a bit of sympathy for the players. You know that the players have been, you know, under the an intense scrutiny from the fans because a lot of them have, have outstayed the welcome. A lot of them, yeah. you know, in, in that squad, and some of them are starting to leave the club now. A lot of them have not only outstayed the welcome, but they've been overpaid, etc. And there's, there's been a bit of an animosity to it, towards some of those. But I think the deduction probably has worked in the favour of the atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, looking at the fixtures, and, and you know, you've got Newcastle at home, not easy at all, Chelsea yeah. at home. Um, and then we've got Burnley away, which, you know, that, that could be a huge game in yeah. every sense. And, and then we've got a cup game before we play Tottenham away just before Christmas. So there's a, there's a couple of winnable ones in there. But, you know, Newcastle and Chelsea at home, depends on what, what sides we see there um, of both of those clubs. You know, they're, they're tough fixtures. But anyway, you, you touched on it then. Give us a prediction. I'm, I'm going to put my backside firmly on that fence, mate. I can't see past the draw. It, it feels like it's a draw to me. Mm. Um, I think it's, I say it depends on how we start, but if we score early, you'll probably win, mate. <laughs> That's the worry about it with our recent four. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I think this could be a one all nil nil kind of thing. Um, mm. It just, it just, I think it's going to be about who wants it more. Yeah, Who yeah. wants it more? With the pressure Cooper's under, are the players going to come out and back their their gaffer and play mm. for the shirt and really show some energy? And with you guys, are you targeting this game, looking at it, thinking, like you said, you've got Newcastle coming up, Chelsea coming up. Mm. You're going to need some points now before the pressure really starts to mount back on you guys. And that's Absolutely. why I think a draw. That's why I think a draw. I'd like to disagree with you, but I, I really can't. Um, I, I'll go I'd like even to disagree further. myself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go even further to say I think it'll be a repeat of the, the fixture last season or the season before. Was it last season? 2 2. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see 2 2 again. We've had so many 2 2s on the Sean's Eich away from home as well. It's remarkable. But I can see <laughs> another one. I really can. I, I, can't, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Um, but equally, I can, I can see where we can get goals this weekend as well. So, I mean, look, two-two for, for us wouldn't be the worst result in the world. I think, I think at this moment in time, we need to just start getting points back on the board again, and and yeah. we're not going to be moving up the league per se, but it'll definitely definitely get us moving in the right direction again. And I, I don't think, from your perspective, out of the three games, I think I, I can see you winning the other two, at least winning one and drawing one. I mean, five six points out of those three fixtures wouldn't be a disaster. But I can certainly see you winning at least one, if not two, of the other fixtures. Yeah, the only thing I'd add to that is they're both away, and we've won two games in 26 away from home. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, we go one. Maybe one win. <laughs> oh God! Oh, the life of a football fan eh? is stressful. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but listen, Wolfie, really appreciate your time, mate. Um, and again, best best of luck for the season after Saturday. Um, and again, hopefully we'll catch you for the uh, the home leg. Yeah, looking forward to doing it, mate. And yeah, hopefully I'm wrong and Forest win, but we'll see. <laughs>
Likewise. Hopefully I'm wrong and I haven't win, but enjoy your weekend nonetheless. You too, See you later. Cheers.